Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritavillelanierislands.com. Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Telling us something about college football today. That is a very tough listen. Chuck Oliver Show on a Thursday. Where are you listening? Ron, Hither, and Yon. So I appreciate you coming here for your college football talk. Even though it's January 25th and ain't had a game in two weeks. I appreciate you coming here. Now, what did Chuck just say? Hadn't had a game in two weeks. Um, when I say... Sometimes I'll use the word today. Uh, sometimes it's just a general where we are today. I mean, literally today, January. What is this? Uh, January 25th, literally today. Math is telling us something about college football, our game that we love today. That is a very tough listen. If you have not seen or heard the headline, Jim Harbaugh is now the LA Chargers head coach. That's done. Five-year deal, which... Sure. That just means he'll be the coach in 24 and probably 25. And no matter how bad it is, he'll get paid for five years. But that's the initial contract. So he's gone. Had mentioned yesterday that he was the first name we talked about after the national championship game as starting this next round of hiring, but it was going to start at Michigan, and if Sharon Moore was named as the head coach, well, there wouldn't be a whole lot of trickle-down. Yesterday, I said, folks, it's been two weeks. I I haven't heard Jim Harbaugh has signed a contract with an NFL team. I am not on pins and needles because I know what's going to happen. And it's now two weeks later, all this other stuff has unfolded. But there was no, oh, my gosh, did we all get this wrong? No. Jim's just chilling because he has, he's the prettiest girl at the dance. You know, what doesn't happen to her? She's not still there at 1145. She also doesn't pick her partner for the night at 730. Like Jim Harbaugh, he was stirring everything in the nfl you were either a legitimate candidate for jim harbaugh or you were talking to other people because everybody what harbaugh does first and foremost he wins now i'm gonna speak for me and i am not i am not normal in this regard i don't think but i am certainly not who the nfl caters to you can be dull as dirt water. If you win, I am your biggest fan. Honestly, I, I don't I, I don't need a quote machine. I want some dubs. I want a reason so that when the NFL goes to pay-per-view, I'm giving you my six dollars every Sunday. 
I just want to win. I want to see my team win on Sundays. I don't care about the personalities. A lot of times you do. And with Jim Harbaugh, first of all, go back to the – he wins. His way works, whether it's no scholarships or Sundays. His way works. And he also has enough I, – I, I'm going to say sense, not in any sort of – got enough sense. He has enough awareness. I know part of this is it will never be as good for me – leaving Michigan because I'm going to leave at some point. I can leave like Ralph Friedgen left his alma mater. I can leave like Bobby Bowden left Tallahassee, which was not so super duper. I can leave the way Steve Spurrier left Florida, which fair to kind of a little in the huff or with a little bit of hurt feelings or something. Fair, Heath. Uh, it was a surprising departure, especially when he put the notion out that, yeah, fans maybe hadn't really appreciated or enjoyed a 2001 season to finish with them number three in the country. Yeah, so a little bit of a huff from dude that brought me a Heisman and a natty. I don't want that relationship. I, I, I'm saying I, to, to, I don't want that, that negative sort of adversarial or underwhelmed relationship with that person. I want that relationship to be amazing. You know what it is with Jim Harbaugh and the maize and blue? It's amazing, and it forever will be because he's 60. There's not another go-round. He could come back and be an administrator, I guess, but I don't know if that's for Harbaugh. He, he is aware enough to realize I'm not going to be these other people, and I want to coach on Sundays, and that's where the math comes in. Jim Harbaugh now being the L.A. Chargers head coach, that means 75% of the coaches in the college football playoff have left their jobs voluntarily within two weeks of the season ending. Details and context matter. But I get this report card correct. One guy retired. One guy moved to the league. One guy took the vacated Bama job. The common thread is all three guys who left stepped directly into an easier, everything's relative, easier day-to-day existence from playoff teams, from programs that would appear to be at the apex of the most important college sport, from the absolute best situations in college football. 75% of the playoff coaches left on their own within two weeks. And the reason that all three guys left, what they stepped into was an easier day-to-day existence, including Kalen DeBoer, who is now coach at Bama versus being coach at Washington, which for Kalen DeBoer, and I'll get more into this in just a few seconds, that is an easier day-to-day existence, and I'm talking about a specific measuring stick. I'll get back to it. Here is the truth. Coaching college football is has always been difficult and, and, and getting more difficult. I kid around, but not really. Um, I coached defense like way a million years ago. But I still, when I look at offense these days, you know what I think? I still think about when I was sitting in the coach's office on Sundays trying to come up with like a scouting report on Friday. Like, what do these things? You get three formations and no motion before the snap. 
That's offenses should be limited to that. Do you know how many times a quarterback in the NFL where everything has to happen right now? He steps to the line with like five possible plays and he's got to process all this stuff and then make an accurate throw. And then we look at Justin Fields and go, what's wrong, dude? Aren't you playing better? Um, when we talk about our, our existence day to day, our duties and responsibilities, it is difficult for someone and I'm going to spin the wheel. You make $14 an hour and you like the weekends because it's time and a half. You make 55,000 a year, make 250. You look at Kalen DeBoer in the hours and it immediately goes to, yeah, but the money. I Yes, I am talking about the hours of your day, the day-to-day existence. College football, it's really, really difficult to coach college football, especially defense. Um, it's even more difficult now, name, image, likeness, portal, than before, say, 2020, and that's a good cutoff because then right after COVID was name, image, likeness. Um, so it's always been difficult. It's even more difficult, and I mean by a multiple now than it was even four years ago, and it's not nearly as much fun. And everybody, life cannot all be heart surgeries and serious issues. You have to have some fun in your life. So I told you about the SEC media days, the coach's questionnaire, the year that Petrino was at Arkansas. Coach's questionnaire came back, favorite music, none. Favorite food, none. I was like, food and music, <laughs> not for me. Really? But you know what he did? <laughs> Call ball. Call ball. So I was fine with it. But we have to have this stuff in our life. It ain't fun anymore. Even more evidence. The next two most likely head coaches to have left for Bama after DeBoer. The fourth playoff head coach and the guy whose team went 13-0 and and just missed. It was always work. Now it's way, way more work. It's not very much fun at all anymore. And that is a new-ish thing that I need to flee even the best situations. Um, now, I want to talk a little bit about DeBoer when I said it's easier. It's easier because winning at a high level consistently is more attainable in Tuscaloosa than Seattle. There are also more, I'll say, let's put a positive spin on this. There are more dedicated and invested fans who can make your life miserable being the head coach at Bama, and the pressure is way up at Bama versus UW. But, new sentence, DeBoer's life just got easier in a relative way than trying to win 11 or 12 games again at Washington. You can do that easier to get there, as difficult as it may be, as much gravel versus asphalt. Easier to do that part of the job, which will keep you out of touch with the fans anyway, at Alabama versus Washington. On that measuring stick, yeah. He left a playoff finalist in the four-team era for a relatively easier gig. So when I say that it was always work, now it's just way, way more. It's not because of just the complexities of the game anymore. 
It's because of all the extra work you have to do that's not related to the... When... Oh, gosh. Rich Rodriguez accidentally invented that offense. It got more difficult for defensive coaches for a while, and then you kind of adjusted. That's just one example. That's not just what I'm talking about. I'm talking for every college coach. It just got way more difficult because it is constant re-recruiting of your own roster. So against that backdrop, now this is why all this matters to a college football fan is not, oh, let's lament the college coach who's having an unfun time at work. No. Do you know why we care about this or why we should on this Thursday? Because they're going to stop being your college coach. That's the whole point here. It's not that, oh, cry me a river for Kirby. It's when Kirby stops being your coach because this is so true. And if you've got a coach a little bit off the beaten path, and I'm talking about program-wise, that you've just fallen in love with, guess what? It's just as unfun and just as more difficult for him as it is for Kirby or Kalen DeBoer at Washington. And Like, he wants to leave. Wake Forest fans... I'm guessing that they're over the moon about Dave Clawson. That there are other programs that have at least played footsie with him and he stayed true to the Demon Deacons and he's there again and he can punch up, man. He really can. I don't think your danger of losing Dave Clawson is necessarily to the level of a program that would hire him. I think it's Dave Clawson looking at go, you know what, I can coach the passing game. I'm going to the NFL. I don't think you're going to get, he's going to get poached by another program. I think Dave Clawson's going to get driven away by the game. That's why we should care about this. Is the quality of coaching. I like this guy personally, and he's a really good coach. He didn't need to be running probably this program. Like Derek Dooley, he didn't need to be running Tennessee program. There are coaches we've seen in some of these locales in the SEC who don't need to be running these programs. That is the unfolding reality of this current environment. And so Jim Harbaugh's in the league now, and again, 75% of the playoff coaches have gone out of town within two weeks of reaching the playoffs. Um, all right, on their own. So we're going to take a quick break, come back, jump into it on a Thursday. More college football talk with the king of college football. It's the Chuck Oliver Show on Southern Sports Today. All week, all year, it's all college football. Chuck Oliver Show, nine states and 66. Thank y'all. L.A. Chargers done got themselves a head coach. Uh, the sheet of paper says five years on it but it'll turn out to be whatever it is um and they've got a guy that among other things here's what i know about jim harbaugh his way works whether it's at a place that doesn't give scholarships or a place where you got a 53-man roster and you pay everybody or at his alma mater his way works man it worked at stanford it has not really worked at stanford much consistently before or after it worked I want to welcome on now from his previous address. He's gone to Southern California now, but from 97.1, the ticket in Detroit is Jim Costa. Jim, how you doing today, man? Doing great uh, from from a snowy Michigan. 
Yeah, and Jim Harbaugh, uh, I guess he'll leave that uh, wide, flat shovel behind. Um, <laughs> did this surprise you at all? And I ask you because yesterday I was on going, hadn't happened yet, but I'm still not on pins and needles. I know it's going to, so I have no anxiety. Or I, I just, I'm, I'm waiting for the detail, but I know it's going to happen. Were you that way? It felt like this was a couple years coming, right? He had yeah, interviewed yeah. on National Signing Day a couple years back and, and clearly had an itch to get back to the NFL. People speculate, right? You lose your brother in the Super Bowl. You, you want one more crack at it, one more chance to chase a championship at the highest level. And, and the timing felt right, right? You win a national title at Michigan, your alma mater, potential sanctions coming down. You know, it's perfect timing for Harbaugh to go chase that dream and scratch that itch. I mentioned something there on the intro, whether it's the Toreros or the Niners or anybody in between. Why does his way work? Because it's not just one or two. He had a pop season. Um, he, he wins, man. He's won everywhere, and it didn't happen right away at Michigan. And I think if you ask fans up here to be truthful and be honest with you, there were doubts that it would work midway through his tenure here. But you're right. It endures. It works. He there's no frills about it. The way Jim Harbaugh's always wanted to win is through toughness, through running the ball and play action off. He puts wrinkles in, right? He ran the pistol a little bit with Colin Kaepernick, and and uh, certainly J.J. McCarthy used his legs at Michigan. But uh, there's no frills about it, I would say that, with Jim Harbaugh. You kind of referenced a little something there, and I want to ask you whether I, climbing the tree or slumber party or whatever, that's fine. Um, I also want to talk about the beach trip during spring training, um, during spring break. How genuine is the attitude, the enthusiasm, all of Jim Harbaugh beyond the X's and O's? How genuine and real was that, and how much of that was showtime? I mean, it's hard to answer because I don't know the guy personally, but I always got the feeling that, that he is kind of an odd dude, that this is genuinely who he is, right? Cleats on the airplane. He likes the khakis. Yeah, yeah, he likes the khakis. He likes uh, the, the catchphrases and who's got it better than us. And that comes from his father, and he is such his father's son. No, I, I think as kooky as he may be at times, I think it is genuine. And I do think genuine works for people because they know where you are. And, and even if you're not the same type of person as the guy you're recruiting, uh, you know where you stand with Jim Harbaugh. All right. Um, I don't know. World of assumptions is dangerous, but we're like four minutes into this, and I haven't asked you about his replacement. Am I making too much of an assumption about Sharon Moore? Like, do we need to discuss this, or is this just a check the box? It feels like it's going to be more, and, and it makes a lot of sense, right? Part of getting over the hump for Jim Harbaugh was beating Ohio State and doing it with physicality and toughness and the offensive line. Well, Jerome Moore played offensive line at Oklahoma. Yep. He's coached offensive line at Michigan. He was elevated not only to the offensive coordinator, but the interim head coach when Michigan beat Ohio State this season and Penn State on the road this season. Young guy, energetic, tough. Kind of feels like the direction Michigan football should be headed. Uh, does Mentor, uh, Jesse Mentor leave as well? Because everything I saw was Harbaugh and then bring him along because of the NFL pipeline with the Ravens and all that stuff. The Mentor's going back to the league. Is that a thing, too? I can't report that, but my assumption would be the same that many people's is, which is, yeah, he has that NFL pedigree and background and uh, was a huge addition for Michigan. But, yeah, I would imagine Jim Harbaugh wants to bring him. So any, I don't want to say redirection, but, you know, it's working in Ann Arbor and Sean Moore, if it's a step up into a role that he already filled for a few games anyway, is there any staff turnover? Does he put his own DNA on this or no, no, my DNA is what we're doing already. I'd be really curious to see, right? Because he'll, he'll probably have to replace some guys. Some people will go with mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I would imagine 
his son Jay would be one of the guys coaching special teams that would likely stay on Harbaugh's staff going to L.A. So, yeah, Sharon's going to have to – he's going to have to replace some of these guys on the staff. And it'll be very curious because he does not have that previous head coaching experience where you could draw on, hey, let's go back through the the, the tree and find some guys who – maybe cross paths with him. So, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what, what he does, who he hires as his offensive coordinator, assuming he's the head coach, and who he fills some of the gaps with. Is the fan reaction at this point 100% gratitude because of the natty, or is it, wait a minute, we got the posse coming to town. You saw what happened to Southern Cal. Pete Carroll took off to Seattle right before they hit the city limits. Um, yeah. Is there any of that, or does the national championship recolor all of that? Oh, I mean, the national title, I think, is – there's no animosity from from you know very diehard Michigan fans. I mean, this is what they've been waiting for since '97, and at least you're not you know arguing about split titles with Nebraska this time around. You went out and won 15 and 0, fair and square, bludgeoned everybody you played. Yeah, I mean, there's really no no animosity here, from what I can tell. Last thing for you: Have they even been paying attention to CBUS, like having some fun and looking at Ryan Day having to bring in a new quo? You're laughing now at a quarterback room and Bill O'Brien of all people. Oh, you're laughing. I, I laugh. I mean, of course. I mean, in a place where college football is so popular, everybody's keeping an eye on your rival. I, I laugh because you know the social media fights never end, and Ohio State's playing an off-season championships, and, and we know that those aren't really worth that much. They're going to have to figure it out on the field and at least I think the consensus here among Michigan fans is uh, Ryan Day third base still hasn't come home yet I don't think anybody's afraid of Ohio State all right brother I appreciate the insights always wonderful thank you ma'am appreciate it Jim Costa 97-1 the ticket in Detroit it's just the extra cherry on top and with the national like things are good in Tallahassee and a big part of it is us compared to Gainesville it's different when there's a national championship involved. And in the transient year-to-year nature of your on-field product, even more so than ever before, it uh, does not surprise me um, that, again, with this sort of awareness, Jim Harbaugh has left for the NFL where there's a little more permanence. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. In today's fast paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Now back to Southern Sports Today and the Chuck Oliver Show. It's Thursday on the Chuck Oliver Show. We're dating out college football talk. What we do most days. Been doing it since the beginning of the 14th season. I certainly appreciate that. Hugh Freeze, we're on in Auburn. Hugh Freeze does not have time to listen. 
not with all the personnel decisions he's making. I'm sure he's uh, giving interviews to folks, not from the media. Um, and he may have his coaching staff almost filled. I don't know if they've made anything official with the D.C. yet. They've got a co-D.C., but that means they're supposed to be a second one. And I don't know if that's official. But uh, on field, off field, that man is uh, trying to fill out his personnel roster. I want to welcome on right now. From Auburn Live, it's on three. That's Justin Hokinson. How you doing, man? I'm good, Chuck. How are you? Uh, doing pretty well. Let's talk about what we know. Will Redmond, who ran the recruiting board and like was in charge of a lot of the events at LSU, he is now on Hugh Freeze's off-field staff in Auburn. Talk about Will Redmond, who he is, what's he's, what he's going to do, and how that unfolded. Yeah, I think... Um... I think that's a, a really important pickup that'll probably fly under the radar um, as a lot of these off off the field positions do. But I think if you ask these coaches um, about these sort of GM type positions, they would probably call them the most valuable um, people. And so Hugh didn't have that um, really last year. They didn't have a true, true sort of GM type role. Uh, and so that's what Will Redmond will do. Will Redmond's been at LSU um, and uh, the first year he was under Austin Thomas, who's now at Ole Miss and is sort of their GM and chief of staff. And so he learned under Austin Thomas. Austin Thomas left to go to Ole Miss. Will Redmond was retained at LSU at Brian, with Brian Kelly and has done a fantastic job. I mean, LSU's had uh, number seven and number five recruiting classes. They're number one for 2025 right now. They've had top ten portal classes every year he's been there as well. And, uh, and so it's just a really important role. And so he'll sort of serve as that general manager type role for Hugh Freeze. So whether it's um, recruiting strategy and research and personnel, he'll probably be involved in even coaching decisions and trying to find out, find and vet coaching candidates. And just uh, in this day of transfer portal NIL, you have to have this position. There's just too much going on yep. specifically with the portal. You've got to have this guy. And so I think he'll really help. Hugh Freeze take a small step back from recruiting and kind of you can kind of push some of this stuff on on Will. So is DJ Durkin? Oh, excuse me. Is anyone the other co DC with Charles Kelly? And in specifics, is it DJ Durkin? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Um, you know we've we've sort of been at the, we've had in the beginning of the process we had Chris Kiffin atop the list, um, and, and and then um, Durkin sort of came into the mix. Um, uh, probably two weeks ago or so. And so those guys still sit atop the list. I know Hugh Freeze has spoken with both of them. He's interviewed both of them. And I, I think at this point, we're just kind of waiting to see who he, who he wants to go with. You know, Chris Kiffin's somebody that he coached with at, at Arkansas State and Ole, and Ole Miss. Dur uh, Kiffin was his defensive line coach. And then Kiffin's been in the NFL for the last six or seven years as a linebacker. He's currently the linebacker's coach at the Texans. And then, of course, Dirk and um, has been a DC at Texas A&M most recently, and then at Ole Miss in Florida was the head coach at Maryland. So, pretty experienced guy. So, I think it's sort of just up to Hugh Freeze on what direction he wants to go. Those are still the two top names we've heard. Zach Arnett is another name that we've heard, as well as Scott Simons at SMU. But I, but I, I think uh, I think it's Durkin or, or Kiffin at this point, and um, I'm not sure all the factors that are going to go into that decision. But I, I sort of think that's where we're that's where we stand at the moment. Is to figure out one of those guys for D.C. On three sports, Auburn Tigers, 
It's Justin Hokanson. That's where it all comes together. Um, all right, Ryan Williams is a uh, just an unbelievable prospect, and he reclassified, and he's a five-star, and he decommitted from Bama. Now he's back to Bama. Do you believe this holds over the next uh, couple of weeks? And how does Auburn pivot, or do they? Because they've already got a bunch of committed receivers that look really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 number one. Is Auburn has a really good receiver class coming in, led by Cam Coleman, um, who's a, who's a five star and, and and three other four stars. So receiver class is really good for Auburn. Ryan Williams would have been icing on the cake. He's a special player. I saw, and I think the Devontae Smith comparisons are fair in terms of the type of player he is. Uh, lean, fast, elusive, hard to hard to stay with. Uh, he would have been icing on the cake of just an unbelievable receiver class. Uh, but he recommits to Alabama and he canceled his Auburn visit. So, yeah, I would think that sticks. Now, if he would have if he would have gone through with his visit to Auburn, yeah, all bets are off, um, and, and Auburn would have still been in play. But if he if he indeed cancels that visit and doesn't come to Auburn, then yeah, I think that one's probably probably over with. I don't really think Auburn needs to pivot. Um, they've got Robert Lewis, the talented transfer from Georgia State, coming in at receivers. He's kind of that smaller sort of in, in, fill that role. Jay Fair comes back. Bryce Kane, who's a really talented, fast four-star player coming in, is sort of in that same role. So I don't think they really need to pivot. It just they missed on him and they'll move on. It's not like they have to go find a replacement for what um, for what Ryan Williams would have would have been for that position. So I think it's a loss, but they've got a good receiver class coming in. So um, it was uh, big for Alabama and and Auburn will be okay as well. Wrapping up, Justin Hokinson on three. Justin, I don't know this. You uh, are you a fan of a particular NFL team? Have you been to many NFL stadiums, NFL games? Uh, I haven't, but I'm a, I'm actually a Niners fan. Uh, I, I I grew up a Niners fan, going all the way back to when they played the Bengals for the Super Bowl in in '89. Oh, wow. And so I've I really I've always been a Niners fan since that game. So yeah. Well, I've always said there is one giant difference. Like if on a Monday you Google fight football game weekend 99 out of 100 that fight's going to be at an nfl game not a college game and i think that's because of alcohol sales um auburn has started blowing the suds now haven't they yeah it'll be interesting i mean i i, I think um i don't know they're all people are bringing in they're the last one right anyway so yeah yeah they they held out so it's i don't know people are people are uh or bringing in alcohol left out to drinking all day, then going into the game. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I, the fight, fights at games are some of the stupidest things that, that you can possibly see. Um, but hopefully it doesn't uh, lead to anything crazy, but we already see plenty of, of crazy stuff, um, you know, at, at these games. So who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Giving the insight. Appreciate you. You got it. Anytime. All right. Justin Hogan's an on three. I asked because Auburn, it's not just free money. And it's notable because Auburn has started selling uh, beer at their basketball games. And the big deal about that is that the athletic director, John Cohen, says he expects that come this fall, it will be at Jordan Hare as well. Um, again, it's. I'm not approaching this from the. I know the area of the country I live in, and I'm trying to get elected. Um, no, I used to live. Uh, well, where I live now. When I was in my twenties, do you know you what you had to do on Saturdays, or you were a little out of luck? 
on Saturdays, you had to get your Sunday beer because you couldn't buy Sunday. You couldn't buy beer on a Sunday anywhere where I lived, anywhere like like seven counties around me. You couldn't buy beer on a Sunday, so you had to get your Sunday beer on Saturday night. Braves got a doubleheader on Sunday? Well, I got to get my Sunday beer. I know where I grow up. When I say this, this is in no way Bible Belt or conservative or... And we shouldn't have lottery tickets either. It's not just free money. I told a story one time um, when I was doing CUSA games way back. There, do y'all remember? This would be a Sunday, and I bet I'm going to get this right. Uh, 2009 or 10, Ole Miss and Memphis played on a Sunday in the Liberty Bowl. And I was doing whatever the Memphis game was like a month later, and they had introduced beer sales at the Liberty Bowl. Now, that's not a, on campus, and that's not, a, you know, whatever, but they rent it, and so it's theirs on Saturdays. And I asked my contact, because they were selling beer when we showed I was like, oh, yeah, they got beer sales now. <laughs> I asked my contact when I showed up at the game for the broadcast. I was like, so I, I'd read in the article when you approved it because they're saying we have a target of $250,000 in revenue for the year. We project over our six home games and blah, blah, blah. I remember asking her before that, whatever that was, the second or third home game. It's like, so how did the beer sales go at the Ole Miss game? She's like, we projected 250 for the year. We went north of 300,000 that day alone. She's like, beer sales are not leaving the Liberty Bowl. It's not just free money. And I don't know, I'm bringing Heath on. Heath, this is a thing, and it's you. It's a Chargers jersey or a Dolphins jersey or a Niners jersey. You see some fights at NFL stadiums? Like, I bet you there are Twitter and YouTube channels just for that now, and it's not because they're especially angry at the game. I think it's because of it's alcohol. Yeah, that's that's true. By the way, uh, it was 2009, September 6, 2009, Ole Miss on a Sunday there, uh, 45-14 against uh, Memphis there, so good memory by you. Uh, no, growing up in Tampa, um, it was a regular thing that you would see in terrible Tampa Bay games shirtless dudes start swinging in the third quarter. It was almost an expected part. There were a lot of times where people were more interested in watching the three or four shirtless dudes swing on each other compared to the game that was on the field when it was the Lehman Bennett years, for example. I had five football seasons at Auburn. I saw one fight in the stands. Like, I just, it's a different crowd at a college game. I'm telling you, I'm not approaching this from the be conservative, cut off the taps, you know. It's money. It's not just free money. An NFL crowd, I'm going to tell you what this is. An NFL crowd is an angry, mean crowd. It is. A college crowd, it never really has been that way. Do you know the videos I've seen of a college crowd? It's been at a bowl game or a playoff neutral site where an Oklahoma fan is trying to kick somebody with houndstooth on. Um, It's just, I'm telling you, it's not just the money. Do whatever you want. But that's that's my opinion of it. Well, there's two things. One, I mean, we, we've had actual school police chiefs say they actually think beer sales at games are better because what you don't have is you don't have people doing the binge drinking thing going mm-hmm. into the game. Sure. So if you know you can get a beer during the game, maybe you don't just feel like you have to get hammered the last three hours beforehand. But the other part of it, Chuck, is what you just said, the video part. Uh, unfortunately, we've got some people now who think, 
it's cool and it's clever to get in somebody's face, be a jackass to them on video because, oh, man, this will go viral. And, and sometimes when you do stuff like that, somebody's going to start swinging, and that's where it gets really ugly. Yeah, there's the saying that if we went into every personal interaction with the the real thought that this person may throw knuckles, we would interact with each other on a far more civil and respectful level. And the, the truth is, you have no idea who you're talking to in an NFL game or who you're, like, pointing at or f- making fun of the face paint or ripping the foam finger off. or You have no idea. So, And so I'm just saying Auburn's selling beer now. And the AD has said, we want a premium experience. And premium experience includes beer brands. So welcome aboard Michelob Ultra, Michelob Ultra, particularly premium. Michelob Ultra, Miller Light, and Bud Light cans. There you go. All right, we break, and uh, we continue with hour one next. football no matter where you go with a new southern sports today app catch the best college football conversation in the south everywhere with the sst live stream and daily podcast downloaded now at the app store and the google play store now more of the best college football talk in the country it's the chuck oliver show i'm getting to know this part of the country very quickly um not completely and not familiar with it but uh you know got some people around me that certainly are and so we're hitting the ground run and i'm excited about it building all these relationships and uh you know making uh, this next season you know not waiting around not not uh, rebuilding but reloading maybe a lot of talent there some of it coming from UW. that's kaylin DeBoer. he's the alabama head coach and he is talking about cruton and building classes and the roster at alabama a lot of that's in state Part of it includes Ryan Williams, five-star receiver, who he's tall enough. He's slight. Doesn't matter, necessarily, but he's slight. But he is thought to be, of all the receivers, that Batman, like, he's the next one, man. That's where, and he had decommitted, but he's back in the fold, it appears. So, uh, Chuck Oliver's show continues on this Thursday. Heath Klein's here, and he'll jump in in just one minute. Big fail for one restaurant. I think. Heath, you spend much time in Jupiter, Florida? Nice place. Can't say that I have. Um, you got to stay up on current local events. Do you know what the current local event is for folks around Jupiter, Florida? Are you aware of that related to college football? Uh, Nick Saban just moved there. Ah, I see. When the GOAT bah, moves to town full-time, I don't know. In a place like Jupiter, I'm going to guess the full-time residents there, not on July 4th, full-time residents in, uh, like, January? I don't know. Is it 100,000? 150? 12,000? Whatever it is. He didn't move to South Beach. He didn't move to Tokyo. Nick Saban lives in Jupiter, Florida, full-time now. And according to a local resident who called in to a show with Alabama head coach Nate Oates, he was at a restaurant 
in Jupiter, Florida, where he lives. And he says, I wanted to call in because I want to tell you, I saw Coach Saban and Miss Terry walk into the restaurant and said, we were already there. And is he in, because the subject was, is he enjoying retirement? He said, folks, he walked in, they put their name on the list. They stood in the lobby and waited for 30 minutes when their table was ready. They went to the table. He said he stood in the lobby and just had his hands folded and waited and smiled the whole time. Okay, good for Coach Saban, not big time in anybody. That's a fail. Nick Saban, you can't make Nick Saban stand in the lobby of the spaghetti factory for a half hour or where I don't, Big Zach's Food Shack. Give the man a table. I will say a booth even. Like maybe something in the corner, hell, with a plaque on the side of it following his meal. Heath, you cannot, like Nick Saban walks in with Miss Terry, uh, table for two. You can't hand him one of those little square things that buzzes. Well, Nick retired to the wrong place then, Chuck, because if Nick wanted that kind of treatment, Nick needs to be at Ponte Vedra Beach somewhere maybe near Jacksonville. Uh, Jupiter is not where you go to find people who know and understand college football and, and know who Nick Saban is. Uh, the official listed population of Jupiter, Florida, as of the last census, is 61,047. They, I don't should know. Know, they should know the new one. I don't know whether or not that accounts for the snowbird effect or not, but uh, Nick and, and Miss Terry are going to blend right in with the uh, the crowd that comes down to South Florida that time of year. So if uh, if that's what he was looking for, I would have said you gotta you got to stay in the north part of the state. It's a little little cooler up there, but it's still very nice. Uh, a couple of things, Chuck. Yesterday, of course, the uh, the ACC officially unveiled their schedule. We'll have more on that coming up in the next hour from Joe Olvius. But uh, we'll do the serious stuff first. Uh, no bye weeks before matchups with Notre Dame. Some people, I think, uh, when you look at the schedule, that's one of the things you, you wonder about is, did anybody get a particularly good or particularly bad deal? Uh, Notre Dame is looking at theirs, and they're saying, we can get anybody scheduled for a bye week before us. I don't know if that's a lack of respect for Notre Dame. Maybe people didn't ask for the bye week before Notre Dame, but uh, Notre Dame happy with the fact that at least right now uh, they're going to, for one year, not catch anybody who's got the extra juice, extra prep time, and everything else that, for them. That was a saving thing for a couple of years, wasn't it? Uh, 2010, I believe protesting he Protesting to the league office. Yeah, 2010 he said they had, I think, five or six teams that had the bye week before them and he was unhappy about. And I, I never understood that because the last time I checked – you get to decide when you have your your non-conference game scheduled. If you're able to do it where you can get a bye week before somebody you care about, I'm not sure why that Oh, yeah, they used to do that for the Iron Bowl as well. That's when they would play Georgia State or whomever. Yeah, uh, And Chuck, they should. It's their game. You're right. Chuck, you and I have not talked about this. Um, the ACC kickoff event in Charlotte last year for the first time went from two to three days. Now, I know uh, you did not make the journey over there last year. You sent Dan. Um the ACC, for the first time in several years last year, had the good sense not to do their event the same yep. time as the SEC. So I have choice. no idea. Good choice there. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea when they're going to do it yet, Chuck. But the ACC, with their new expanded roster, has now let it be known four days of ACC kickoff in Charlotte. Four a, days. I have a question. Does sure. the addition of these three programs require 33% more media coverage? I am very curious to see how this is going to work because call me crazy, Chuck, but I'm just guessing that uh, if you and I are there together or if somehow it's just me in Charlotte, I am not going to be overrun by uh, folks that are there to cover the Cal Golden Bears. That is just a hunch that there will not be a lot of media that have made the trip 
east from Berkeley to Charlotte to cover ACC kickoff. So, yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. There's a thought that maybe the ACC will try and spread out the North Carolina schools over the four days so that reporters there have to be there for all four days. Oh, absolutely. They'll use uh, it'll be a breadcrumb of schools that will be spread out. Now, the SEC does that as well. You will see there was always it turn as soon as you got status. There became a Kirby day, and then you would have a couple of, all right, well, you'll pull along Vanderbilt and, you know, whoever else. Um, They'll do that. Absolutely, they will. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Texas and Oklahoma are not going to be on the same day this year. Alabama will have a day that's a a pretty distinctive day, and then a Kirby day, basically, is what you're looking at for your four. And then you'll scatter the other schools kind of as you need to. But uh, do do I wind up in Charlotte by myself for four days, Chuck? Um, maybe for the final one, like if the final day, for some reason, they put Syracuse, Cal, Stanford, and SMU as the day four schools, I may let you carry that home because we do want somebody in studio proper. So I would probably leave you for day four, come back and like trust that you would be able to handle those interviews. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll coordinate as we get close to ACC kickoff. Keep, uh, stay tuned for the important breaking news on uh, what day Rhett Lashley will be doing it, but I just hope they have the good sense to realize if you're going to do four days, that's bad enough. Stay away from the SEC. Do not go head-to-head for even one of those days. You will wish you had not. Yeah, and that was always the query. And I was wrong about it. I thought when they uh, started the ACC network that they would immediately stop doing that to have unoverlapped inventory, and I was wrong. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.